<laughs> this is Rory Grace Garrett. And how old is she? She's 11 days old. It's also new. Yeah. What's it like being her mama? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. I love being a mom. <laughs> being woken up by her isn't as bad as I thought because, oh. I mean, <laughs> well, it's it's... I mean, it's t you get tired and you don't want to wake up, but because it's her and she's mine, like, I love it. It's more of like, you know, I'm happy to be taking care of her. And like, I feel like, oh, I'm making her happy. You know, I'm take I'm, she's upset and I'm able to cure it. I thought I would hate that, but in a weird way, as much as it's hard, I love waking up and like, you know, those moments where it's just like you and her, like the bonding of feeding her, so. Do you feel like a mom yet? Yes, I do feel like a mom, but it also is a little surreal because this is something like you dream about ever since you're a little girl, you know, you play house with dolls. So it's weird that this is like real life house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that it's like surreal, but um, I guess I, I do kind of feel like a mom because, you know, you're wanting to take care of this little human. Do you feel like there's anything that you've learned so far? Yeah, pretty much that you just can't have any expectations. Or I guess expect the unexpected. Because mm. you never know what child you're going to get and what their personality is going to be like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, she's talking to him. <laughs> Something changes in us the moment we become a mom. We learn so much and realize how much more we have to learn. This is Live What Matters, and I'm Megan Alfaro. On today's podcast, we're going to change things up a little bit. We're going to hear from four different moms who are at different stages on their journey, along with some of the insights that they have. I've been thinking about wisdom lately. If we were to make a list of things that really matter as moms, this has to be at the top of the list. In Proverbs chapter 4, we're told to get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. And again, it repeats, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. So in case you missed that, we really need wisdom. The question is, where do we go to get it? On a previous podcast, we talked about spending time with God. And I hope we get the chance to talk more about prayer in the future. But one of the practical ways that I've found that we gain wisdom as moms is through the insights and encouragement of other moms. As I was interviewing the women you'll meet in today's podcast, I realized something. All of us are in the process of growing in wisdom. So all of us can learn from one another. But the flip side? All of us have something to share. We've all learned things that we can use to encourage another mom. Take Tori Garrett, who you heard at the beginning of the podcast with her brand new baby girl, Rory. I was genuinely touched by her devotion to that tiny baby and her patience and her love. She has a perspective that is so helpful for me right now as a mom in the trenches to remember how precious our babies are, even when they keep us up all night. Here's another friend a little farther down the road in her journey as a mom. My name is Karen Rodriguez, and I have been married... It's actually going to be three years in March. And my daughter's name is Safia, and she just turned nine months. Those first few months as a mom can be so tough. 
Not only are we learning so much about sleep and feedings and teething, but we're being stretched in ways we never imagined. It's been hard because Christ has really been showing me in this season that my strength really does come from Him. Hmm. And in so many ways that I try to take control over things and I try to um, just feel like I can do this thing, you know, I can really do it. But at the end of the day, I can't unless mm-hmm. I get the I get the strength from from Jesus. And that is always a reminder to me in very humbling moments when, you know, I'm up at 3 a.m. and, and, and Safiya's like teething and she's in pain. I'm like, Lord, like I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I sleep is a grace that's given to you from me. You don't, I don't have to give it to you. And in those moments, I'm just reminded that, yes, it is, it's, it's, mm. it's mercy that he lets me even, you know, sleep or he lets me do anything. So, yeah, just, just really learning to rely on him for strength and, and um, to, to give all control to him. And I think it makes my life a lot easier when I, when I don't try to take control. Even though that first year can be hard, Karen also told me about the rewards that she's beginning to see. Seeing the personality that comes out, you know, that she's growing into this happy, flourishing baby who's now learned how to crawl and and she's clapping and she's saying mama and and dada and, and it's just, you know, it's those sleepless nights and, and those hard work is mm-hmm. like it's not in vain. I'd like to introduce you to another mom who has a few more years of this parenting thing under her belt. This is Callie Busenich. From the time I was young, I really wanted to be a mom. That's something that I always wanted to be. So I thought I would be a just a shoe-in, like an easy fit mom. Um, but I actually turned out to be a really paranoid mom. I was constantly worried if she would stop breathing, if she was supposed to be sleeping on her back and she would roll to her stomach, I would actually go in and roll her to her back so she wasn't sleeping good and I wasn't sleeping good. And um, it was a really frustrating couple of months. I wanted to uh, please everybody and I wanted to, I read all these books and they all had all this amazing information and I wanted to fit it all into Bailey's life and I couldn't. Um, So my mom finally actually told me that you need to find somebody that you love and trust and respect and stick with them and ask for their advice and just stick with one or two people and just let your mommy instincts take over. And I think that's something that I just kind of doubted that I had. We just had our sixth baby and um, now it's just kind of like you have another one and you just they just come right into the family and we welcome them with open arms. They kind of just go along, go with the flow. But motherhood now has its own set of challenges. We have bigger kids, different emotions, different individuals doing different things. Callie is amazing. I wish you could see her handling her six kids, ages 10 years to six months, so gracefully and joyfully. I don't know about you, but when I see a mom with a large family, I can't help but wonder how they do it. One thing Callie told me is that during the hardest seasons, God has always placed at least one older woman in her life as a mentor. I love that. Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Here's some more of the wisdom that she's gained along the way. God has taught me... um to give grace. I think it is definitely something that I've always heard is, you know, God gives you grace, but when you have to give it to somebody else, it's kind of a different ball game, you know? Um, These little people that you're raising are 
growing and learning and they don't know all that you know and you can't expect them to know all you know. So give grace and give love and forgiveness. You have to have a humility too when you mess up as a mother to go to your children and say, look, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that or I messed up. That's a big lesson that God has taught me. It's humility and you know, it's one person, one thing I think to say it to an adult, but sometimes it's it's really humbling to have to say it to your four-year-old, like, mommy shouldn't have yelled at you just now. That was, that was anger and not kind. So um, that's a big lesson that God, I think, has taught me is grace and humility. My goal as a mother is to raise my children in the Lord. So um, my goal is to raise them in his word and to have them know his word and hopefully one day to come to know him and love them with their whole hearts more than myself more than their spouses more than their children um that's the main goal it's very neat i especially my older two i've starting to see very soft hearts for his word and and it's neat to kind of see them when they when they've done something wrong to come in repentance and and have ask for forgiveness and know that they need to ask the lord's forgiveness as well it's um it's really neat to be able to see the seeds that you're trying to sow when they're young start to come to fruition and and we just pray that one day that they will come and make that decision themselves to love the Lord with all their hearts. The last thing I asked Callie was what encouragement she would give to fellow moms in the trenches. Trust your mommy instincts. God gave them to you for a reason and you're going to do amazing because God's grace is sufficient for today. I think asking other moms what God is teaching them can open up some really great conversations. One of my favorite people to talk to are the women who are veterans, moms whose children are grown and maybe even have children of their own. I met Melody Davis about 10 years ago when I was a grad student renting a room in her home. She quickly became a dear friend and, though I didn't realize it at the time, an influential mentor in my life. I hope you're encouraged by her story today. My story with my husband starts when I was at Long Beach State, and I was actually leading the college group, and he was in the college group. And so he's a little bit younger than me, so he just made me laugh, and we got along so well, and I loved his love for ministry and being part of the body of Christ. Melody's husband's name is Mike, and he asked her to marry him twice. We were at a camp being um, counselors, and he asked me there. And then I had cold feet, and I said, I'm not sure about this. And then I prayed about it for a long time, and he asked me again, and we were actually in the car. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so then I knew it was really meant to be. I loved him, and I loved everything about him, and he's just so fun to be with. And I'm a serious person, so I totally enjoyed the fun we had together. A couple of years later, we got pregnant with our first child and very excited, very excited. First grandchild in the family and everything went great. We did all the getting the room ready and everything. And then she was overdue and her name was Carolyn and she was overdue. And at that time, they didn't do a lot of tests ahead of time. So she was born and she had um, meuconium in her lungs and she lived for a week and then she passed away. It was really, really tough to go home to a, you know, room that was vacant. We don't realize that God gives and God takes away. Our children are not our own. You know, they are a gift from God. 
And I think that that has been a lesson for me throughout my life, to not hold too tightly on, on these children. But I did, did have difficulty just um, keeping going on, you know, after that happened. So I decided to go get a counselor, and it was really wonderful the way she helped me to work through that, you know, and just the death of a child and knowing where, where Carolyn was, you know, and, and how God, in his wisdom, saw that we should only have her for a few days. You know, but the lessons, I look back on the lessons I learned from that. I mean, I still miss her, and I know that I'll see her, you know, in heaven, which is awesome. But I I just look back on how less tight I hold things in my life. After losing their first baby, Melody and Mike had a difficult time conceiving again. After a long ordeal and much prayer, God gave them another daughter. And two years later, a son. Both of them are now grown and married, and Mike and Melody have three beautiful granddaughters. There's a few questions I like to ask veteran moms when I get the chance. And those are, what do you feel like you did well? What would you do differently? And when all is said and done, what really matters? I do think the one thing that Michael and I did really well is to provide a strong sense of family, doing things together. And I would say, you know, we always went to church together. We worshiped together. We, um, we always tried to eat together. We met with extended family regularly. We took vacations together. We were always involved in ministry. I did kids' musicals when they were from really little age all the way up to junior high. And we would all do that together. The kids would go. They would help with the costume. You know, they'd help with the sets. And they would always be in it, too. And I think doing that ministry together, I see the results of that in their lives today, wanting to be involved, you know, wanting to be part of the church. That's one of the things I look back on and think, I think we had a strong sense of being together. I am a visionary, and so I always think ahead to the next thing. And I think as I look back on it, sometimes I feel like I wish I'd have been more present in daily life instead of always thinking ahead to what's coming next. I think a lot of times I would get them into an activity and then in my mind I was on to, okay, I've got them busy for, you know, half an hour. Now I got to think about what I'm going to do for dinner. Instead of just taking that time and relaxing in the moment and just enjoying it, you know, enjoying being with them, enjoying who they were, who they are and asking more questions and probably more being more positive about them of complimenting them and not but not falsely but just appreciating who they are in those times living in orange county it seems like what matters is being the best at sports um, being the smartest being the top of the class I think that it's really easy to compare how my kid is doing it over your kid and pushing your kids because you're motivated by wanting to be the best instead of just really appreciating, watching their gifts evolve, you know. So I think it's a a two-edged sword because you want your kids to do well. But you also want them to be godly people. 
that have godly qualities over being the smartest or the best actors or, you know, you want them to have those godly qualities in them. That's more important than being being in a world that gives value to the things that you become. The main thing that got me through really difficult times when the kids were going through all their phases, you know, and, and little, you know, having trouble with them following direction, you know, whatever it is, minding, tantrums, all those things, was to have a group of women that was a part of the body of Christ, but have a separate group of women that we could get together. We got together frequently. I remember one day sitting with my friend Sandy underneath the jungle gym at a park and us just crying because we were dealing with something an issue about one of the children and we prayed right there and I'm still friends with all those people and I always felt that we had the support and prayers of each other and that to me for a mom is key to not be a loner to be part of a group of women that are um, really want to be Christ-like and they want to raise their children like that, but they will pray for you and listen to you and support you no matter what. Being in the Word daily really gave me the humility to realize the grace that God's given me, to have that same grace for my kids and my husband. And I think as long as I did that every day, I mean, I still made, obviously made mistakes, but it helped me through the really really rough times. Also, I was involved in Bible study fellowship, which is another way of, you know, keeping you in the word that builds that character in you. And so you, the kids can see that character being built in you and they want to model that. You know, so I really think it starts with us as moms being in the word of God, but also being taught by a pastor, you know, being having that word spoken in our lives. Um, on a daily basis so it doesn't really it's not really pinpoint parenting but it all kind of comes from that because it gives you wisdom and faith and trust what to do in situations that to go back to God just laying myself before him you know in humility saying I don't know what to do you know how do I do this you know, they look back, my kids look back, and we laugh about things that I did when I had a little breakdown or something broke, and I just started crying, you know, and they, they look back and they laugh about that. And I look back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that was so immature of me. But now I think, you know, it's, it's just like something that happened, you know. We all have our points where we just break down. <laughs> We're human. We are. And they don't, you don't want them to see you as perfect. You want them to see you as becoming more like Christ, which means you're not perfect, right? You're taking your imperfections to Christ and saying, work, work your will in me, you know, to be like you. So, and I'm perfectionist, so that's, it's a tough thing. I'm sure you can see why Melody has become such a treasured friend. And what's wonderful is that there are so many women with stories and wisdom that can encourage us if we just take the time to ask and listen. Whether it's a mom who's just two weeks in or 35 years in the making, there's always something we can learn from them. And what's really neat 
is that we always have something to share as well. As you grow in wisdom as a mom, I hope you're finding ways to share your story and encourage those around you. So think about it. Is there someone you can encourage today? And where might you look for wisdom? Remember to check out our website, livewhatmatters.org, for more podcasts. That's where you can go to get in touch with us, too, and share your own story. You can also hear us on iTunes. Well, I wanted to leave you with a final encouragement today. When I interviewed Melody Davis, she talked about the importance of praying the scripture for our children. She told me that even if we pray the same verse every single day, the impact can be huge. Here's the one that she prayed for herself and for her children every day, and it's a prayer for you today, too. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Today's podcast was produced by Carlos Alfaro, Katie Losi, and myself. I'm Megan Alfaro. Until next time, live what matters. <laughs>